Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinton. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, August the 10th. And on today's show, we're going to run around the league and break down news, including the Josh Allen extension that came about last week, along with more deals given out to various players and some concerning news if you're a New Orleans Saints fan. Go check out the mailbag if you want. That's in the feed from uh, Monday. We did a Monday mailbag. Actually, it was all Facebook questions. You can ask us questions on Facebook. You can leave five-star reviews if you like. And uh, if you check out the end of that one, or go follow Debo on Twitter. I don't remember what Debo's Twitter handle is, but it involves E and an underscore and his uh, lengthy last name. Um, (laughs) Then you can see video of myself and John Breach calling a tattoo parlor. We will get to that in a second. But reminder that Magic, Jordan, Barkley, Bird, Malone, and Ewing, the 1992 Dream Team changed the game of basketball forever. And Dream Team, birth of a modern athlete, is now available as a five-part original series streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. The documentary takes you deep into the greatest basketball team ever assembled with never-before-heard audio interviews from the players themselves. Hear from the team as they break down the greatest exhibition game ever, Magic versus Team Magic versus Team Jordan legendary smack talking and how the torch was passed you can watch dream team birth of the modern athlete a new five-part series now streaming exclusively on paramount plus joining me to go around the league ryan finley wilson what's up hey 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 yeah i was gonna say uh, I, I go away for a week uh <laughs> maybe even on vacation if i'm gonna vacation i should vacation chain myself i should have stayed around because you numb nuts end up calling the tattoo parlor down the street from my house and they were very interested, it sounded like, in, in um, <laughs> making this a reality. So, hey, ball's in uh, their court. I told you to send me the mock-ups, and, and we'll go from there and make uh, make this uh, dream come true for a lot of people, apparently. All right, so I, I think I think we're not going to spend too long talking about the tattoo, but I think it is uh, – I posited either on the podcast or maybe after we hung up with a tattoo parlor company that your plan here you're, – <laughs> you're willing to get a tattoo, but you're not going to be – proactive about helping like like, hey breach like here's a calendar reminder to send me the drawing of the tattoo you want me to get that i don't want to get you yeah, it's are like saying i'll run a marathon for charity and then if no one brings it up you're not going to be like hey what are we running the marathon right it, i don't know if that's the same thing but I, I i get what you're saying yeah um my point being is that you are probably or were maybe hoping that breach would procrastinate and do breach stuff and just not get around to, to doing this drawing. And eventually you'd be like, all right, guys, that's it. It's been too long. I'm not getting the tattoo. No, I, I knew, I mean, I was found breach slow foot because breach is, you know, I thought maybe in the fall is usually when he starts his serial killing spree typically. So I thought he'd get back into that and uh, the football. And then he's going on vacation on his birthday in January. So I thought he'd get pushed back. I would get it done whenever, you know, push came to shove and, Clearly, you, you've shoved me right over the cliff. So, 
<laughs> Let's do it. No, I so, mean, like, I don't. Um, I'm way, fine with it. I'm fine with it. I tell JLC every time I go on his radio show because that's the first thing he brings up. Him and Ken Wyman. What's the latest on the first tattoo? Thing with me. I know it's crazy. So yeah. we talked about this last week, I think, on the podcast. But yeah, so breach. The thing is, like, breach still didn't do anything. You actually did breach's job while he sat there like a smug little troll. He, so he still hasn't like sent you a drawing or sent. Um. Oh wait, no, no wait, we're gonna, He's gonna send an email to the tattoo parlor. They are, but see, he's already going on vacation now. He's not gonna do it. But the, I have to approve the mock-ups, which is the the original. He's gonna send an email to the tattoo parlor. They're gonna do a mock-up, I think, and then. We'll get those approved. But you're just wasting their time if I don't approve the mock-up. So, like, it's just start well, with. This is how the process works, though, for any tattoo. Like, you're not going to, like, ask for a tattoo. And they're like, and you're like, like, that's the opposite of what I asked for. And they're like, well, tough. No, typically the, the person getting the tattoo comes up with an idea. Yeah. Right? And then you tell the, I assume you tell the tattoo parlor what you're thinking of. And then they, they do the, they draw it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I haven't seen anything, so it could be breach. Right, right. it's on. It's on breach. It's just going to be a while. It's do you think that? What do you think about the uh, tiny little volleyball with uh, with Ryan Finley's face on it? I told my wife. My wife is uh, a painting major from back in the day. She's an art teacher. So I said, "Look, you draw whatever you want me to have." Because she's like, "Oh, I would love the." Here's the conversation we had back in the fall. I said, "What do you think about a tattoo?" Just generally, she goes, "Oh, I love the idea of you getting a tattoo because I don't have any. None, none of us on the podcast have any." Right. And I said, "What do you think about the idea of someone's face that we don't know as part of it?" And, you know, she, the, the response you like, what is wrong with you? So who, I, who is this person that you're getting tattooed? <laughs> right. And if it's so, a woman, you need to get out fast. <laughs> oh, no, that, that wasn't even, a, that, that oddly enough didn't come up. But, uh, so I said, look, draw whatever tattoo you want. And she said something to me today. She's like, oh, I like the idea of a compass, whatever that means for her in terms of tattoos. It's like, look, draw a compass, find somewhere yeah, like, a, compass. like a, a compass. Yeah. Right. Okay, like like a like a telling you what direction it is. North, south, east, west, I think. Yeah, I said find somewhere on that compass to put uh, Ryan Finley's face, or she get, does it have to be RF? Does it have to be his number? I said we have to decide that because I don't think you remember this part. But early on in the process, Breach said it could be any number of things. You mentioned the stat line, so it could be maybe it's Ryan Finley's face on a volleyball at some point, like one of the heads of the compass. I don't, I don't <laughs> give a crap. Like, honestly, or you I could, I mean, yeah, no, like you, you could get the. What do you say? A compass? How do you say compass? Compass. You know, I think I said compass while we were away, and my wife was like, "Yeah, your dad's saying compass." So maybe I, I so maybe she says it wrong. Anyway, oh. yeah, I know, I know what you mean, compass. I agree. I mean, I, I pronounce things wildly incorrectly all the time. That's true. You didn't know what the capital of Korea was. So. That's also like a that's also like a southern thing, like compass. Yeah, no, that's right. I know what you meant. Anyway, so um, yeah, you could do you could do a compass with the directionals, and then in the like in the inner part of the could be a, the the Finley stat line. Yeah, actually, the inner part might even be the volleyball face, which I sort of like. I kind of like the volleyball face. Yeah, I like the volleyball face better if it's actually the real Wilson from the movie, not stupid Ryan Finley's face. <laughs> well, no, but it would be it would be Ryan Finley's. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, those are things to sort out. And if people have any suggestions that aren't completely off the rails, I'm all ears. All right. I like yeah, I, like I told JLC last, I said Chelsea, I'm 48 years old. I don't care. You can put whatever you want on my body <laughs> as long as I can conceal it with a fat guy T-shirt. I don't care. Well, and also, I mean, again, I don't like if I lost the bet, I wouldn't be like stomping into the tattoo parlor every day. And be like, "Where's my Finley?" You know, I'd be like, "Look, breach, you know the deal." Yeah, and then he tries to push. He did this previously with something else. He like, does this with everything. Yeah, and he he tries to turn the table. And I actually, that's one of the few times I've gotten mad with him. Not this time with the tattoo thing. Whatever the last thing was, um, I don't. Oh, I know what it was when he was supposed to mail me the program from the from oh the, the Super Bowl program. Yeah, yeah, Eagles. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't do it. He got one for me at the Super Bowl, Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. 
And um, he he turned the tables on me. Like I was a jerk for asking for it, even though he had it for literally three years. Yeah, that's what it was. That legitimately got upset with the preacher. Well, you'd promise to do a, a young child in the in the neighborhood. Yeah, and then he's like trying to suddenly he's an investigator to find out who this person is. I was like, just give me a magazine. <laughs> well, and, and like, look, man, this kid thinks I'm a like a famous writer for right. you know. Can't, like, can't even come through with a twelve dollar. Yeah, he was such a jerk. He said, "Here's the or maybe it was you. Here's the eBay link to the magazine you get for twelve. Oh, that was breach. That was not me. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> I was like, I got one. I got one around here somewhere. If you want it, you can have mine. Like, no, no, breach got me when I want the one. Breach but it's me. weird that he has on. He has it in his house. He's moved twice since then. He's staring at it. As we're talking, he's like, "Yeah, I don't feel bothered to go to the post office. Probably because yeah. his pictures up in the post office, why so he doesn't want to go in there." <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the news. The biggest news of the week. I guess it was was it Friday or was it Saturday? I was out of town, and I was, oh, it was like, oh Friday my afternoon, like around five o'clock. Yeah, because I think. Oh no, I, I was. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe no. I, I don't. It was sometime on Friday. Doesn't matter. Josh Allen signs a monster extension. With the Buffalo Bills, six-year deal with a value of $258 million. Second highest contract value ever behind only Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Averages $43 million per year in average annual value. And he gets $150 million in total guarantees and $100 million fully guaranteed at signing, both of which are records for an NFL player, which is um, kind of crazy since... I mean, yeah, he got like he got more guaranteed money than Patrick Mahomes. What Sorry, is your uh, your thoughts on? I yeah, mean, for I'm, me, it wasn't a huge. It, I mean, obviously, it's a big deal. It, literally, it's a big deal. It's a big contract. But for me, this is not surprising. The Allen thing, because of where Mahomes set the ceiling, and then uh, because of where you know other quarterbacks are are slotted out. Um, like behind Mahomes, you had Dak Prescott who got forty million. It was it seemed very easy to just kind of like Josh Allen was going to fall somewhere in that range. It was going to be ahead of Bra- a Dak and probably right, ahead of Dak behind Mahomes. Yeah. And those are the same kind. I was talking to um, our buddies, the Junkies in DC, on Monday morning, and we talked about the Josh Allen deal. And then, of course, the, the obvious question that follows is, okay, what are Baker and yeah, what are Baker and Lamar going to get when they get paid? And it's going to be. Somewhere around forty-three, depending on how this year pays out, plays out. If they don't get their deal before then, probably forty-three, and probably just a little south of Mahomes. I mean, I mean, if Lamar or Baker win the Super Bowl, they're getting more than Mahomes' money. I would imagine it'll be sort of the Joe Flacco situation back when he and the Ravens beat the Forty Niners back in January, February twenty thirteen. Now, God, that was forever ago. Got that right. But um, I, well, I don't know about. Ba- I don't. I would push back on Baker a little. Although maybe not. I mean, if he, but if he has like a Joe Flacco type postseason, yeah. I, I think Bowl, the problem for Baker. For L- Lamar is a is a no brainer. I mean, this is now you just get Lamar gets forty four million. I don't know. I don't know if it's a no brainer. I mean, people keep. Here's the thing: they drafted two wide receivers, including Rashad Bateman. If the passing game continues to be, bleh, you know, Mark it Andrews, it was good. It just wasn't. He wasn't two thousand nineteen. I've mentioned this several times. He just wasn't two thousand nineteen Lamar. He was. He was just you know regressed a little bit in terms of touchdown production and you know. So let me ask you this: It doesn't matter, but just for fun. Because, you know, we always talk about this. The quarterback is the only position where if you're B-plus or better and coming off your rookie deal, you're going to get paid um, just south of Patrick Mahomes' money because that's yeah. just how it works. Mahomes, so, is, Mahomes is a little bit like Adrian Peterson and Calvin Johnson were uh, at the peak of their powers in that they had contracts that were higher than everybody else and everybody sort of agreed that you couldn't go past them. It feels like that's what uh, what we've got going on with Mahomes here. 
Yeah, until Baker makes more, which is going to be hysterical. Let's take Patrick Mahomes out of the picture, though. For, but you mentioned Josh Allen at $43 million per year, Dak at 40 Deshaun Watson at 39 then Russ Wilson at 35 Of those four, for one season, who do you want? On Let's see. On the team, let's say the team is the um, the Atlanta Falcons. So for the Atlanta Falcons, which of these quarterbacks do you want for one season? Gives you the best chance to, to Wait, battle. Again for, Just for- the quarterbacks two through four. Five on the list: Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Russ Wilson. In terms of annual average value, mm. um, I mean, I'm taking. Out, that's a good question. Out of those let's four, say, by the way, Deshaun Watson. We're just talking about the football player. We yeah, won't. Yeah. We'll talk about on-field stuff. Jared Goff <laughs> is the next guy on the list. I, it's insane. It's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. But um, I think my answer is Josh Allen. I what over Russ or Deshaun? Yeah. Wow. I think it's close. The funny thing is, I think for me, Dak is probably last, and that's no disrespect to Dak. He didn't play last year. Were you saying just for one season or for the or for one year for the Atlanta Falcons to battle the Tampa Buccaneers and or Saints with them in there? Uh, I actually would have Dak over Deshaun, but not by much. Wow, you sound like Debo now. Isn't that Debo's argument? Dak over Deshaun. Yeah, he said Wentz over Deshaun. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, that's okay. Not good. Yeah, I mean, he, all four of those guys are really close. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, I mean. If it's just one year, maybe Russ is the correct answer, and you put him out there and you just let him cook and with a good offensive coordinator and you know, or Arthur Smith and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that would be an enjoyable season. I don't know if that team's winning the Super Bowl. May I actually, may, you know, I take it back. My my answer is probably Russ for the Falcons yeah. for one season because I think that Russ is most likely to um, elevate elevate himself and the people around him. With mitigate with with like uh, circumstances that are designed to bring you down. Whereas I, th- you know, Josh Allen is awesome. I'm not taking away from, him, but the Bills did a perfect job of building out an infrastructure to help him flourish. And I don't know, for instance, if if Josh Allen is the number two overall pick in the 2018 draft and goes to the Jets, mm. it, you know, and Sam Darnold goes to the Bills, I don't think it's a complete flip. But I, I think that Sam Darnold is probably still in Buffalo. Yeah. And maybe Josh Allen is just not working out in New York. I don't know. I you know that's a hard. I think that's a hard case to fit. Is incredibly important. I think it's Russ, for me. It's Russ Wilson, then Josh Allen, then Deshaun, then Dak, and all those guys are great quarterbacks. Uh, again, we're not talking about the off-field stuff, but um, Josh Allen has come so far so quickly, and the, Prisco and rightly so loves to peacock about it because that was his number one quarterback when the in the twenty eighteen draft. An alpha. He's an alpha. <laughs> he is not a, what is he called to a, uh, he has, Josh Allen has fire. He has in his belly. fire in his belly. Yeah. I mean, but, Josh Allen went from, he went 52.8 completion percentage as a rookie, 58.8 in his second season, 69.2 in his third season. The the leaps that he made. And this comes off completing 55 or whatever percent of his passes his last year, Wyoming, and only getting one scholarship offer coming out of high school. I mean, 2020 is the only time he's ever completed more than 60% of his passes in a season. Let me ask you this. This was a question also posed about the Junkies, and it's a good question. Um, What do you think Josh Allen's productivity will look like in 2021? Like, will uh, his numbers were insane, but in terms of will he continue to get better? Will he plateau? Will he regress because now he has all this money? (laughs) I don't think he regresses because he has all the money. Well, you know what I mean. He doesn't. No, no, no. I I do. I do. His decision making has gotten so much better. He only had 10 interceptions last year, nine. Uh, the year before in 16 games after 12 is his rookie season. I think something in the rain, I think his stat line 
is repeatable, although I would probably expect maybe a, a slight dip in completion percent. I don't know. I mean, you know, if he if he came out and he had 65% completions, 4,200 passing yards. Well, there's 17 games now, too. So let's say 4,500 passing yards, 35 passing touchdowns, and 13 picks. I mean, that's still a great season. And that yeah, that would be a quote-unquote regression. Yep. Um, sorry, I was texting my wife real quick. Here's what here's what I said. Remember, like throughout the season, <laughs> read the text from your wife. <laughs> what? Here's what I said to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my beloved. What are the uh, the uh, Andrew Luck? What's uh, for civ- dinner? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Andrew Luck Civil War tweets. My dearest, right, right my dearest, dearest, dearest mom. I, I just well, here. Let me tell you quickly. So yeah. here's what I said when I was asked this question because last year during the fall, this is what we said, or at least I did every single week. I'm waiting for Josh Allen to have that 2019 moment in the playoffs against the Texans where he tried to throw the ball over his head. Remember that? Yes. And that was his Josh Allen meltdown moment. You're like, okay, there it is. Because we saw glimpses of that, you know, every two or three weeks during the 2019. He was trying to do it during the postseason this past year. But we didn't see it. And we never Never, saw it. It never happened. He tried. It never happened. The big national games during the season, like the Steelers game, he absolutely uh, steamrolled those guys. The Cowboys in that, or was that two years ago? uh, I don't remember the Cowboys game, but was the Patriots game? Patriots game, he played well. I think Cam had the fumble at the end that sort of turned things. Um, but Dallas, we never, was, Dallas was two years ago. Sorry. We never saw Josh Allen have that over the head, behind the back Texans pass that made you go, okay, he, this is too big for him. And I think he's going to continue, much in the same way we talked about Baker and Stefanski having all that confidence. I think they're going to build on that. In Cleveland, I think Josh Allen will continue to build on that. And now he has the confidence of knowing that Brandon being the GM and Sean McDermott, the head coach, are all in on him in terms of payout. So that's even, um, you know, more reason for optimism if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Early on in the process, too, so the first two weeks of the season, first three weeks of the season, they beat the Jets last year. They beat the Jets uh, handily. They beat Miami by three, but he is for 415 and four touchdowns. You know, Miami was a much better defense than we, than we thought at the time. We thought they were bad and getting shredded by Josh Allen. And then the next week, you know, what a, what a wild series of events. They're losing badly to the Rams. Oh, no, they were beating the Rams badly. The Rams storm back. Yeah. And then Josh Allen, you know, goes off at the end and, and gets that crazy. Um, there was a penalty and, and you know, they get the touch. They, they, anyway, they end up winning the game by three. It was a wild game in week three. But, I mean, he started the season just gangbusters. N- didn't really slow down a ton. Didn't look great on that that Thursday night COVID game against Tennessee. Or maybe it was like a Tuesday night COVID yeah, game. Yeah, but that's because that was because they had moved. Exactly. They had moved all the games around. The, the games that they lost were games they had moved around for COVID-related reasons, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and, and they, they lost the Hail Murray. And the Hail Murray game, exactly. And they lost two ga- three games, no, four games last year. Three games last year. I can't three remember. in the in the playoff, yeah. They lost uh, a t- the Tennessee game that was moved around for COVID. They lost to the Chiefs. No, no shame there. And they lost on the, the Hail Murray. That that team was could have you know, actually could have been kind of close to you know being the number yeah. one. So I, I think he he Got exactly what he deserves. I think um, the forty-three million is not just because he's next in line, but he's actually second best quarterback, second or third. I mean, he's not better than Aaron Rodgers. Like you're taking Aaron Rodgers, right? For one year, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's he's a top three, top four quarterback without a doubt. You're not saying Matthew Stafford's better than Josh Allen, right? No. Okay, not even you were saying that. Well, I, again, I think st- guys like Stafford and Russ, you could put them on with the. You know, Josh Allen, I don't know how Josh Allen would be on a bad team 
But that's not his fault. He's he's just playing what he's. Oh no, I'm not blaming him for it. So what does this mean for? We mentioned. I think Lamar Jackson's easy. I think it's forty four. He's not going to take forty three million or forty two million. He's an MVP. Well, th- let's have the same conversation we had with Breach um, last week before I left. What if let's start with the Ravens? What if the Ravens win nine football games, go to the playoffs, lose in the first round? You're giving him forty four million dollars. You've got. You just have to give. I mean, remember when Derek Carr was the highest paid like quarterback in, in yeah for like twenty four hours or whatever. Yeah, and then Jimmy G was. And everybody's up in arms about it, but eventually those deals end up looking good. You know, the Dak Prescott deal already looks fairly good because the Cowboys got it done before Josh Allen, right? Well, um, no, no, it, it looks fine for everyone, but Jerry's still a dumb dumb because he could have saved himself $7 million a year. It would look great if, if he was making less than Jared Goff, you know, and they could have done that. Right. Or, or or $35 million or whatever it would be for, for Dak. Yes. I mean, it would look a lot better, you know, if he was making $5 million less per year. I'm just saying that I think Lamar – Given where, given his resume, given you know his age, his production, and given the quarterback market, forty-four seems. I, I would almost lock it in that he gets forty-four million if it's done this offseason. Now, if it's done next offseason, whole different story. I don't know that Baker Mayfield gets forty-four million, but the Derek Carr and, and Jimmy Garoppolo argument would push him that high. If, as you point out, the Browns are you know thirteen and three. And Here's Baker the thing, looks, though. I think Baker gets that forty-three-ish money if the Browns win nine or ten games and you know make the playoffs, win a game or whatever. 10 or 11. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But remember, remember nine nine games is now nine and eight, so that's not, yeah, yeah. He's not Andy Dalton. No, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton got middle of the road money his second contract. Like it was like, oh, this is clearly the most Andy Dalton thing ever. He got middle. He didn't even get. Wasn't even in the conversation. I think Baker is going to be in the conversation because I think Andy Dalton would obviously have signed a, a deal somewhere else and gotten maybe a little more than what he got, but he wasn't getting top tier QB money. I think Baker, if he signed somewhere else, because there's so many needs a quarterback, he would get 40 million somewhere else. If yeah. he were on the open market next year. Yeah. And again, you know, Baker had a bad season in 2019. Yeah. Two words, Freddie kitchens. Correct. I, I Baker is banking on him. He's, he's, he is betting on himself. You point out the Joe Flacco move. He's betting on himself that he has a great year in 2021. The Browns win a bunch of games. They make a playoff run, you know, whatever, whatever it is that would justify the 44 million. But I, I, Baker firmly believes that's the case. That's why he's not pushing for a contract this off season. The, you know, the two other examples that when you start looking at this list, you know, we talk about Derek Carr and then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo topped him. I mean, Matt Stafford topped him with the Lions and Jimmy Garoppolo topped him and then Tannehill tops him. It's just how it works. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff both got top, both were the top paid guys at one point in terms of quarterbacks. Do you think that those two guys who are now on different teams and still being paid a lot of money to be bad at the position, do you think those two guys are a cautionary tale or just an aberration? Carson Wentz got hurt. I think Carson Wentz, is in a different category than Carson Wentz. Uh, Car- Wait, what did I say? You said he got hurt. Carson Wentz got hurt. Is he's in a different? I, I got confused on names. I think he's in a different category than J- Jared Goff because Jared Goff, I think, is more. You talk about situation. He is a perfect example of Sean McVay hiding a lot of your ills. Yeah, uh, maybe you can say the same thing about Frank Reich, but Carson Wentz is reunited with Frank Reich, and once he gets his foot right, maybe we see that. I think Jared Goff, through no fault of his own, is in for a disastrous ride in Detroit, and that's again. <laughs> It's not a hot take. No, I love Dan Campbell. I love that he can do burpees as a 45 year old. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get this team into the playoffs. I just think there's so many holes and it's not Jerry Goff's fault, but if Jerry Goff can't win in LA with Sean McVay, where are you going? 
Did you so see I, the Dan Campbell uh, Starbucks thing? He he drinks like four four hundred gallons of of he drinks uh, coffee. Two twenty ounce Venti coffees or Starbucks are twenty ounce, but he gets he drinks two Venti coffees, but he makes them black eyes. What does that mean? You add an extra shot of espresso or something? Two shots of espresso in each one. I mean, this can't be good for you. Like no, a forty-five-year-old heart, you just really can't be healthy. And you're already ramped up from yeah, right <laughs> being high energy. Yikes! Yeah. It can't be oh. good. For you. I'm yeah, no. but yeah, it would be surprising if to me if Jared Goff was good this year. It would be surprising to him too. I, I mean, being <laughs> honest with you, I think Carson Wentz has a chance. As Breach and, and Debo like to think, he has, he has a chance to be okay, even better than okay in Indy if he's healthy. I I just think Jared Goff again is the poster guy for next quarterback up gets paid. But again, if you can't make it with Sean McVay, then you got to ask some, some real hard questions. And that's how he ended up in Detroit. Indeed. So you are going to therefore say that it's not an aberration, just not I mean, a cautionary is, tale. Just is Jimmy G a cautionary tale. They drafted mm, Trey Lance. No, right. He's, he's okay. like, he's a B to be minus quarterback for me, I think you guys like him more than I do, but he does enough of what Kyle Shanahan wants that you're like, okay, he's 25. He makes on average $27.5 million a year now, which is affordable. You're fine rolling with him. And that's the other thing. Like a year from now, these contracts like the Carson Wentz and the Jerry Goff dealers are going to look like no, nothing. No, no, they're not going to look good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, 35, 33 and a half million a year for Jerry Goff a year from now. You're like, yeah, okay. That's what you pay middle of the road quarterbacks in the NFL. That's well, that's so after 2022, Jared Goff would save the Lions 20 million, 20.6 million dollars in salary cap space if they cut him. So, bye. You know, yeah, I need a, need a plan. I don't know what the plan is. But 2021 and 2022, there is no relief in terms of salary cap space for the Lions from Jared Goff. So, I that's why he's really just this bridge quarterback to get them through the next two years as they sort of try to rebuild. I, you know, that's what I tend to think they're doing with him and Carson Wentz. Oh, they can uh, save $12 million on the cap with only 50. He, he really just has one year left and they can get out from under it. Well, good luck to him. He's, he's gotten up to a bad start. I mean, probably more like two years because there'd be $15 million in dead cap hit for the, uh, for the Colts. If they cut him before 2022, there is no penalty after 2022. These contracts, that's the other thing about them is, you know, they're, they're, they seem onerous. I guess maybe this is, this is to your point. They seem onerous at times, but you know, like Dax deal has two void years on the back end. You know, they can save $20 million in 2024 if they, if they wanted to get out from under it, you know, they could make it a, two, a three year deal. The Cowboys could. It's, By the, the way, how, how does it that, cause I was gone and I'm just sort of catching up on news. How is it that Quentin Nelson has the exact same injury as Carson Wentz with a foot injury? Isn't How crazy, crazy is that? It's wild. It's insane. Who do you think? Who, I argue this. Who do you think is more important to the Colts, Quentin Nelson or Carson Wentz? Yeah, that was sort of thinking about that. I'm guessing you probably asked that question. I mean, it's Carson Wentz, but Quentin Nelson's pretty freaky. The quarterback's more important, but Quentin, Quentin, it's easier to replace Carson Wentz than it is to replace Carson Right. Nelson. That's right. So I think it's like maybe it's two, but it very well could be 1A in terms of Carson Wentz and then, then Quentin Nelson because he, he is very important. Yeah, this so this Josh Allen contract, by the way, it you know it's six year extension, whatever you want to call it. It it really is more like a oh my, they can really get out from under this thing, huh? Um, it's you know it, there's two years on the back end where there's no dead money. Okay, so he's you know 
that doesn't make him tied to the Bills for 2027 and 2028 when he's 31 and 32. They'll probably want him around there by then anyway. They'll obviously restructure or extend before then if he continues to play at a high level. Um, but you can make the case that it's really just a three, you know, it's a three-year extension, and then they could get out uh from under they get out from under this deal in 2025 and save 31 million dollars in cap space. So yeah, I don't I, if I, I don't it's, know. Just, it is it is it is a it is a Bills favor. It is favorable to the Bills, these cap numbers and the ability to maneuver in and out of the contract. Let me ask you this: Do you think Josh Allen plays in Buffalo till age thirty-one or thirty-two, whenever the deal ends? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do too. So I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. I mean, l- largely, it's sort of irrelevant if the quarterback's good. It only becomes a talking point when Carson Wentz and Jared Goff suck and get. Traded. But Carson Wentz got paid after he got hurt. I'm pretty sure. Because he was drafted 2016, 2017 towards ACL. Oh, yeah, he didn't. He towards yeah, he towards ACL and then got paid. Right. Jared Goff was never like a home run hitter. Like you never felt like, oh, this guy's the answer. Josh uh, Allen, you think so? I never. Ugh, I was never sold on. on he on. had a. It's a sneaky monster season in 2017. He had 4,600 passing yards in 2018 and 2019. Okay. All right. Yeah. 20, 2018. Remember that was when the Rams and the Chiefs played. But he never felt like a top ten. Maybe felt maybe maybe not a top five quarterback. I think in 2018 he 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 was definitely a top ten quarterback. All right, let me see what Football Outsiders had them those years. 2018, 20, what did you say? 2017, 2018. 2018 and then 2019. He had um, I mean, he had 65% completions, 4,688 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, 12 picks, 18 approximate value. That's eight and a half uh, adjusted yards per pass attempt. Right, Four pass Yeah. Let's see. Twenty eighteen. Jared Goff was. He may be ranked pretty high. Seven. Fifth. Ooh, gosh. Second. So second. Fifth. fifth in value per play. There you go. So yeah. twenty nineteen. God, twenty nineteen feels like forever ago that he was good. All right. Let's see. Where are you, Jared? Well, I remember they paid him after twenty eighteen, right? And then he sort of slipped a little bit in twenty twenty nineteen. He was. Yeah, yeah he wasn't as good. Right, he was 18th in value per play, 15th in total value. Okay, well, it feels like that's where he should be. He's like replacement level. Yeah, he, he shouldn't be making 35 million dollars a year. It is what it is on that part. But I mean, after his 2018 season, and, and again, you know, it's, it's just sort of this is why it's a cautionary tale with Josh Allen is is that Jared Goff and Josh Allen's more physically talented than Jared Goff and and looks the part better on the field, but. I mean, Jared Goff's 2018, as you point out, was a top five quarterback season that year per football. By the way, 2017, first year with Sean McVay, he was fifth again in DVOA, Jared Goff was. So 2016 was, I think, uh, Fisher's last year, and no one thought anything about Jared Goff because that that was a a dude He has negative two approximate value. Right. And that was was like, that's not his fault. That's just the situation. Fisher's leaving all that. But people were asking, is Jared Goff a bust already? All right. So his first two years under Sean McVay, he was fifth overall in, in value per play. And um, remember, they did those two years and then gave him the extension. And at the time, yeah. it was, nobody's flinching at that extension. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. My bad, Jared. I, I, I miss remembering history. You, All right. Let's good. take a break. And when we come back, more contract talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Colts, it's not all bad news for the Colts, Ryan. Did you point out Quentin Nelson, Carson Wentz both have the same foot injury, which is super weird. Mm-hmm. But Darius Leonard has signed an extension. The former defensive rookie of the year got a five-year $98.5 million extension. It's the highest paid inside linebacker in NFL history. He has been an all pro in each of his first three seasons, and he got $52.5 million in guaranteed money. Uh, do you have, I think, I bet on, um, now I'm sort of regretting it, but I bet on Leonard, I guess, uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, maybe a month ago, to be defensive player of the year at something around the oh, range. You did? Hmm. 45 to one. I just think he can put up the stats that can get him there. I frankly, you know, Fred Warner, who, you know, is 25, Leonard's 26. Warner got a $95 million extension with 19 and change, 19 and like nineteen million five thousand dollars on an average annual value. And then Leonard gets 19.7. You know, I don't know that I would definitely say that. Yeah, Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard at the peak of his powers is, is arguably the one of the best defenders in all, in all of football. So I, I don't have a problem with the deal at all. Yeah, this is what I told our buddy Joe Musso on HQ. I said, it's not where you, I mean, this is an original, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. He went to South Carolina State, second round pick. If he went to a Power 5 school, he would have been a first round pick. And we would be like, oh, he is, we knew he's been good since he was 18 years old. He just right. took a different route, took advantage of the opportunity, and was awesome because he was rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year, I believe. So he he dominated from day one. In fact, yeah, because we he, saw he, him. Yeah, he was definitely rookie of the year. Yeah, we saw him in. Yeah, sorry, he's, he's been to two Pro Bowls. He's been a uh, two All-Pros. He's been to the Pro Bowl three times. Because we saw him in Atlanta at the Super Bowl for Actually, the honors. You know what? I'm sorry, I'm wrong. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year and what didn't go to the Pro Bowl. That was really weird. Okay, but we saw him in Atlanta for the honors award during Super Bowl week because um, he was accepting his rookie Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Yes. But yeah, so he's worked every penny. Chris Ballard does a great job with the salary cap. Chris Ballard does a great job identifying and drafting these guys. You can just go through his time in Indianapolis and it's Typically, home His run first after three home picks run. were uh, Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, and Braden Smith. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, if you want to pay him $19.7 million on average, okay, sign me up. And uh, Musso mentioned this. He makes more than Amari Cooper, which is hilarious. That is hilarious. That's Unless you're Amari crazy. Cooper, which... Which probably well, he just mentioned like he's getting paid like a like a top end wide receiver, which is crazy for the linebacker position for the because for the last. 10 years we it's sort of that position has sort of been undervalued and it's coming back now and actually we saw glimpses of that in the hall of fame game when micah parsons the cowboy search pick was flying all over the field and, and those positions are becoming much more important now because you actually speed. watch i watched yeah i, I did watch it. i want to see Tony right. haskins dominate we're debating whether you would watch it or not <laughs> i saw you guys were doing the the live blog i saw tyler sullivan was on with you when i flipped on real quick yeah there you go um yeah sully and i had a good chat after the game the uh the um what was I going to say? Oh, and by the oh, way, yeah, I've, got a, I've got a Dwayne Haskins Carson Wentz bet with a buddy. Oh, no. Oh, my Two God. Who have more starts, Dwayne Haskins or Carson Wentz? I think oh. I've been inebriated when I made it, but. Uh, Who'd you take? 
I got Haskins, but it's sort of twist. It's kind of turning my way here a little bit. Steelers fans love Haskins and hate Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason Dwayne Haskins isn't with Washington anymore. Well, if Haskins gets the new, number two job in Pittsburgh, he's to sit and learn for a year. He only's on a one year deal. Maybe he'll do the. Um, and Wins could miss, Wins could miss 12 weeks, you know? Do the Jameis thing and, and come back next year. Um, yeah. But here's what I said about Darius Leonard also. We mentioned Quentin Nelson and Wentz being out. Darius Leonard is the quarterback of the defense, and that defense is really good, and they may have to carry the offense for – Oh, that's a great for, point. Yeah, so, I mean, Jacob Eason, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. I don't know if they're going to trade for Nick Foles, which would be hilarious. But Darius Leonard's got his work cut out for him now, and that's going to be critical to to what they want to do. And the division, let's, let's be honest, is up for grabs, but only because we all think the Titans are boring, even though they're really good. Their defense is going to be better in Tennessee, so we'll see. Yeah. The other two teams I'm not worried about in Jacksonville Houston. Uh, I think Jacksonville's a little bit of a sleeper. We'll talk about that. Saving <laughs> Howard got paid or repaid. Um, I think it was Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported it first. He uh, got an extra 2.5, no, had a million dollar in Pro Bowl incentives and 2.5 million in additional incentives added to his 2021 deal. And all of his uh, minicamp you know, fines for missing minicamp rescinded. He can now make upwards of $16.285 million. Hmm. And he gets. Uh, five hundred thousand dollars in roster bonuses per game, roster bonuses, and a hundred thousand dollars in workout bonuses moved into his base salary and guaranteed money in twenty twenty two, and so his twelve was thirteen, basically thirteen million dollars salary in twenty twenty two is guaranteed for injury and is fully guaranteed on the first day of the league year, and that his uh, also had um six point eight million dollars in. 2022 salary fully guaranteed at signing. So it's just moving around a bunch of deck chairs to make a guy happy. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but Musso mentioned this when I was talking to him. It was basically $700,000 to keep him happy in the short term. And that's the cost of keeping one of the best players in the NFL happy for the course of a seven month season. Uh, yeah. that I mean, that's a no brainer. Now, maybe you have to trade him in the offseason because you can't come in agreement. He's currently one, two, three, four. He's the sixth highest paid cornerback in terms of average annual value. Incidentally, just behind his teammate Byron Jones, who makes. Well, I think the Byron Jones thing is probably why he wants more money. Byron's two years older, makes a million, uh, 1.5 million more per year. And yeah, I think you're exactly right. Because Xavier's only 25, and he had, what, seven interceptions last year? No, no, no. He's older than that. Not according to. What is he? I'm looking at a spot. Oh, maybe that's the age he signed his contract. Yeah, he's like secretly 28. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's that's see, we, we talked about this a little bit, I think. Maybe well, that's we, I don't we, like the way they had that listed on spot track. I love spot track. Okay, yeah. go ahead. He's 28. Okay, that's yeah. Cody that's Benjamin. Good. Cody Benjamin and I discussed this, and uh, I thought he was younger too. I, I looked at his stats and was kind of surprised. I was like, Whoa, he's already 28. I mean, he's only you know, he's quietly been in the league for five years, but he, you know, when you're when you're when you're first when you're rookie year, you're 23. So, I mean, sort of like Russ Wilson, I mean, older guys, he's gonna get. He's only probably going to get one, you know, one more big contract look. Yep. And so that probably, it's that plus the fact that you know Byron Jones got all that money from the you know more money than he got, and he's probably Byron Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's not Byron Jones' fault, but I mean, you know, Byron Jones became a free agent. The Cowboys didn't franchise tag him, and he got paid. By the t- when this contract ends, Howard will be thirty-one. Okay. I think he signed his deal. And regretted not being able to get a bigger bite of the apple at this age of when he's in his prime, and so he wanted to, to you know, wanted to try to get more money from the uh, from the Dolphins. And then the final two years of his deal are zero zero guaranteed dollars; they can get out of it. So basically, he got a great he got a lot of money early on, probably before he should have signed it. Played really well after he signed it, 
and then wanted more money because he realized that he'd signed a deal that was below what he should have signed. Right. Yeah. And that's right. So they can revisit it in the offseason. Maybe they trade him. And look, here's the other thing you can think about. Uh, if Tua stinks, they can trade Xavier for maybe a first round pick. I don't know, but certainly a second round pick. Use that as part of all their draft capital to figure out a plan to get a quarterback if that's what they need to do in the 2022 draft as well. So there are a lot of moving parts to this. Um, obviously, having Xavier back is important because now they have to worry about Josh Allen for the next six years. But most important, I think, is Tua. So you just sort of go from there. Yep, I would agree. All right, finally, Michael Thomas. He sent out a tweet, the Saints wide receiver, who's been – there's just been weird stuff going on with him in terms of his relationship with the, the Saints for yeah. a year plus now. And he tweeted out a picture, and he said – let's find this uh, – it's a picture, and it said – they tried to damage your reputation. You saved theirs by not telling your side of the story. What my, is going on? With my first thought is, is that from some, is that a saying from somewhere else? So why don't we just type that into Twitter? He wrote it in comic sans too. Right. So I don't know if that was pertaining to something somewhere else that he got it. Uh, that was my first thought. My second thought is like the, the saints point of view, best I can surmise is that they wanted him to get the surgery early uh, in the off season. Didn't do it, and now he's going to miss time because of it. And, by the way, I think you pointed this out. Maybe Breach did. The re remaining wide receivers, it ain't a bunch of pro, uh, pro bowlers and Hall of Famers. Like There are a lot of questions at, at wide receiver in New Orleans after the name Michael Thomas. So I don't know where the blame lies, but it's not good news for Jameis and or Taysom. Maybe even Alvin Kamara, because we know when Taysom's in the lineup, Alvin is less effective as well. So that's a problem. Great news for Tampa Bay, bad news for the Saints. Yeah, I would think so too. If you are if you are betting on this, and we've talked about this before, right? I I feel like I've said what are their win totals? I have to ask something. Well, what I what I've been suggesting that people do, and I hope people have been listening. William Hill keeps adjusting the number every time I Caesars. bring it up. Caesars keeps adjusting the number every time I bring it up. Thank you. The division odds. I'll see what they I bet a lot on this last week because I wanted I would I want to mess around and have it move again. The oh, it has moved. Your boys moving markets. Do you know what the bucket the Buccaneers were minus two hundred to win that division last week? They should uh, be like minus four hundred. I was gonna say like minus three plus. What is it? But now it's minus two fifty six. Oh yeah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find. Uh, let's see. What, well, I'll look. It was minus two seventy on uh, Caesars. Is not to operate now. Yeah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're fixing some things. I do like that they say. Well, Caesar himself is working to get everything back up and running. I like that. Yeah. Um. At, at any rate, I I I I still don't think minus two fifty six is a bad price for the box. No. Who's going to win the division? The Bucks, right? <laughs> I mean, if Tom Brady gets hurt, you could be screwed. Or Jameis Winston's incredible, you could be screwed. But the, the Saints' offense is kind of—I mean, Kamara's awesome. But I mean, they, what is it they have? It's like—I mean, Traquan Smith, right? I mean, who are, we, who are we throwing to here? Adam Troutman. Uh, P Prisco was at the Saints camp uh, last week, maybe earlier this week, and he was talking about Adam Troutman, who was great coming out. He went to Dayton, went to FCS, so, and he didn't do a whole lot of his rookie season, which isn't necessarily a surprise or a bad thing, but now suddenly you're relying on a bunch of second, third, fourth options to step up and be the guy. Like, Traquan Smith is good, but he's the number one. Marcus Callaway is a great athlete uh, who wasn't a great route runner 
at Florida, but can do a lot of good things. Is he a guy that's going to suddenly step up? So I don't know where that answer lies. And, oh, by the way, Drew Brees, who's declined the last three years anyway, isn't even there anymore to take advantage of his, you know, big brain or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think the Bucs are a really good bet, and people should be betting them. The Panthers and the Falcons, I don't think, will win the division. And huh. I think if, if, if Tom Brady's healthy and the Bucks' offense is anything like it was down the stretch last year and the defense plays like it did in the playoffs, this team is going to win 14 games and cruise that division. Is, so they re-signed – I think they re-signed Ryan Griffin. They drafted Kyle Trask. Let me see who the – I don't know who the number two quarterback is technically. Probably still uh, – Blaine, oh, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. So here's the thing. If Blaine Gabbert plays, I still like them to win the division. Wait, is here's the thing my thing or is it your thing? What do you mean? I say that all the time. Oh, it's you. I thought they were talking about me. Somebody said, somebody in a review said, they're like, here's the thing. Oh, yeah, it's probably me. I said, I've been like trying to tell myself not to say it. (laughs) You might say it too. Maybe, maybe we both say it. Of all the things to make fun of me for, if that's it, I'll take it. No, Um, it it was just, I, I, I I asked and Breach was like, yeah, you say it all the time. Breach doesn't know anything. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Breach doesn't know. No, yeah, the Bucks are minus the Bucks are gonna be minus two sixty, um, two fifty, two sixty where you see it now. That closes over three hundred. So if Blaine Gabbert happens to be the starter for the final ten weeks of the season, and the and it's or the entire season. Who are you taking? I mean, I would take Tampa plus one twenty five or something. I don't know. I, I mean, Tampa, I would take Tampa to win. I wouldn't want to be have minus two sixty on Blaine Gabbert. No, I was going to say, even Blaine Gabbard, I'd say it might be even. Like, I would still take... Yeah, but I, yeah I would still... If the Bucks had Blaine Gabbard, I think I would still pick the Bucks to win the division. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I, you're probably doing a disservice. Oh, man. Now the Saints are 7-1 to to win the division. That is deep. Do you know what it was before craziness happened the last few weeks? Uh, Probably like 4.5 or 5-1. Yeah. 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 Uh, Falcons 10-1, to Panthers 9-1 to in that division for those who are scoring at home. All right. That's it. That's the news show. We'll be back tomorrow. Wilson and I will break down teams that might make the playoffs who weren't there last year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you guys later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.